Hello, welcome to Living La Vida Lockdown, the online comedy chat show hosted by me, Rob Mulholland. Today, we've got another couple of banging guests. It's going to be a lovely one. To my side, a great mate of mine. Absolutely love this guy. It is uh, the Jedi Bear himself. It's Jed Salisbury. How you doing, mate? Yay! I'm well, man. It's good. It's good to be doing something in lockdown. Yeah, this is it, man. It's like, this is company at the very fucking least. And <laughs> below me, we have my almost namesake. It is Rick Molland. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Good to see you, mate. Uh, I am all right, mate. I am all right. Uh, I am actually quite enjoying lockdown now. Yeah, that I, doesn't I surprise of... me, man. You're a very lazy, lazy man. I I, I, uh, I kind of don't want it to end. I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Just sat playing genuinely... on your massive telly, aren't you? Yeah, I'm genuinely terrified about, like, I'm genuinely terrified on Sunday that Boris just goes, hey, it's all over. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. you got to go I back. Should have done. I should have done so much more with my life in this period of time. <laughs> I genuinely think it's a fine choice to just go, oh, just going to have a break for a bit, though. I don't think that's bad. Like, it's not what I've done. Like, I'm still trying hard, you know, because I'm not, uh, you know, like, I, still, I just can't stop. But, um, yeah, like, it's I don't think that's like, terrible. It's like you're doing your, it's like, you, I feel like you're doing your own Truman show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it fucking feels like it. I've got to the point where I am screaming at inconsistencies in the sky. Like, I'm full on, like, I'm getting to that point where I'm cracking up. I've seen the same boy four times, I swear to God. Like, I'm proper at that point. Like, Jed, you're with your family in Hull, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying that. That's uh, that's fun. Two teenage boys and two angry parents. Yeah, it's a very different vibe to Rick on, like, you know, Rick in his yeah. nice flat in Edinburgh, chilling out. Are you, are you never wanting it to end as well, then, Jed? Oh, I, I wish I isolated alone. That is where I'm at. Like, like, I don't know if you hung around with teenage boys, but they're awful. They're, I, I mean, I don't terrible. often, to be honest with you. Not, right. not, not since the injunction. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, man. Like, all they want to do is just be alone for like 10 minutes a day and then fuck off out and be outdoor cats. You know what mm. I mean? They've discovered like vandalism and stuff they want to be off doing that and oh, instead man, that was... they're stuck in their room yeah that's that, that is oh man it is a ha- yeah i do feel for like you know 14 15 year old boys who all that like because when you're that old you just all you have like emotionally as a, a guy at 14 is anger and horniness and you don't even understand either of those emotions yet yeah. so you and just... it's worse when you're both like that's the... that's it but like the horniness leads to the anger because like you, you <laughs> it turns out the anger is horniness just misdirected <laughs> It's and just there's like... just discovered girls as well. And you really don't want to misdirect your horniness. No, you've got to be very careful with this. Especially That's in the like... current climate. That's how kinks start. That is how kinks start. <laughs> that is it, man. That is it. Like, yeah, I do feel for them, man, because, like, you know, there was that just whole period of, like, all you do is just fuck... Like, for me, anyway, my teenage years, although I, I imagine it was a similar experience for you, like, my teenage years were just constant low-level criminality, basically. <laughs> like, we would shoplift and burn things and set off fireworks and just, like, we, we set up fake roadworks around town. It was just constantly trying to find something to do with all that extra energy. Finding a yeah. good corner to hang out with, that's the that was the key. Mm. Like, this corner's pretty good. It's not owned by a different gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Let's just hang here and play football. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully some girls will walk past and we can holler at them. <laughs> I was slightly more industrious with my criminality right. uh, in that I would take uh, I would take orders for porn <laughs> and uh, basically take the magazines from my paper shop <laughs> and, 
and deal them at school. That's that is uh, that is just generally uh, entrepreneurial, mate. That's to be applauded, I think. Like, but, yeah. but like that is a lot of information to have over people as well. Like that should have been the next stage of the business. Like going from <laughs> selling the porn into blackmailing someone who's asked for a really weird magazine. Well, yeah, it was it was weird. I I used to uh, I, I I would pirate DVDs uh, and and videotapes at the time. And then uh, I got caught by one I of the it teachers. it was a fucking laser disc at the time for this story, <laughs> Mullen. <laughs> and uh, I got caught by one of the teachers doing it. And uh, I thought I was going to get into trouble. And he just went, what have you got? Yeah. So in order to keep, in order to keep like my, my, my enterprise going in school, I had to give him free that's amazing. Of, of videos, yeah. Mate, like, that is right, organised crime at such a low level. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the mob. That is what the mob's business <laughs> is, essentially, on a really low level. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's a bent cough. Like, that is it. You've got your guy on the inside, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, just paid I, him off. I, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Johnson. Uh, Mr. Andrews said this was okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's he's got a copy of The Mummy that says I'm fine. <laughs> I had something like that. I took a, a DVD into school. Uh, this is so much worse than uh, porn. I wish it was porn. Uh, <laughs> and it what had, the fuck uh, are you going to take in? So I had a, uh, I was a big, I'm a, I am a big wrestling fan, right? And I took in a DVD and had uh, Lita, who was like in a bra and underwear on the front cover. I, re- I remember, I remember Lita. She was definitely right? a subject of some, uh, some a- angry Googles when I was about 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, absolutely stunning. But the school caught me and then they thought it was porn. So I brought my parents in and then had to, I just had to admit it's, like, it's wrestling. No, nah, it's just wrestling. <laughs> you needed a teacher on side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, one teacher is just a big fan of Stone Cold. He'd be like, he's all right, yeah. <laughs> Come on, sir. I'll do you a copy of SummerSlam if you just let me off. <laughs> Oh uh, man, like I was, I was a proper little cunt at school. Looking back on it now, like we we were bad. Like we we had, like yeah, like just had really naughty mates. Like we weren't like bad lads. We were just really naughty. We were always in trouble. And like we were bad when we got into shoplifting for a bit. There was a period of about three months where we really got into shoplifting because you. I think I think a lot of teenagers have this experience that you just realise you can just do that and it's like really easy and you get caught so infrequently like people think it's way harder than it is honestly you don't get caught like basically ever but like it was shit scary because we had one locker at school where we'd stash all the shit and then on april fools one day the guy whose locker it was texted us all and said that the locker had been busted and we didn't put two two and two together on the um on the date and i did not come to school for a week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was just on the lamb essentially like and that week was not a fun week i was stressing i was like when's my mom gonna get told oh my god i shouldn't have stolen all those magazines oh my god we're still like nintendo magazines we had like slits in the lining of our blazer so we could get stuff into them i love yeah. that what? you're on the lamb is the same as uh osama bin laden's like I'm on the run, but I'm at home. Like that's yeah, yeah. it. No, I, I, I think I like my skiving was. Uh, I'd just go wander around like uh, my hometown and go into like the woods and shit like that and smoke weed all day. Like you know, I'd, I'd get out of the house to make it look like I'd gone. Right, smart. Yeah. Well, did I, you like, go? Did Did you Did you do like sixth form and then uni then as well? Mm, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Like I scraped through. 
Like, um, oh, we, like, we assume that. Yeah, 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 no one thought I was smashing the exams, was it? Like, I I forgot about one of my exams. I um I, I only found out I had one of, like one of my A level exams. I found out about it because I was driving home from a mate's house. Like I was being driven home, having been up all night drinking at my mate's house. Someone was driving me home. We drove past one of my mates in his uniform, and I leaned out the window like, "Hey, dickhead, what exam you got?" And he went, "Sociology," and I was like, "I do that." <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so basically i like scraped through like my gcses did all right i think i got like five a's four four b's something like that um but like i was predicted three a's at a level like you know like i'm I'm naturally like academically good but like i'm so like well, turns out adhd i didn't know at the time but <laughs> i just can't concentrate on anything and i never have done i've always just wanted to fuck around so like i never use my intelligence for anything other than evil so, like, <laughs> yeah but um yeah i got through i got three c's in the end in a levels and uh got in clear into goldsmiths in london Did you guys have gifted and talented at your we, school we had a similar thing like where you know like it was like the, the I, I was in it there was like a, a group of like there was like seven of us i think who were like the top in my year like academically and like i was sort of like the rest of them volunteered i was made to do it as a punishment because i thought right. it might keep me on the straight and narrow a bit um and this is how low uh expectations my school was right the first thing we did in this like you know this is meant to be the creme de la creme of our school for this year the first thing we did was we went on a trip to a chip shop to see how it was ran. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, oh, this, this is the potato chipper. They're like, yeah, yeah, if you guys, we really believe in you. One day you might own a chip shop. <laughs> Get your work experience in. Yeah, 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 man. This was like the gifted fucking program. I mean, eventually they made us learn Latin. I've got a, I've got a half a GCSE in Latin because of that. Wow. Yeah. We uh we we had like the top thirty percent of uh the school was technically gifted and talented. That's too many. Or I think it's the region. Thirty percent, thirty percent is a ridiculously low barrier. <laughs> yeah, that's a third. A third of all people are not gifted and talented. I think, uh, especially way, like, in Hull. I must be twenty nine point five percent. You're ducking the under the bar. Year, I didn't get in it, but the year after, someone left school, <laughs> so then I actually got stepped up. So you could literally say, "Oh right, I'm behind that guy." Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I wasn't gifted in talent last year, and there were like circumstances just changed. Johnny's left, and I was like, <laughs> "All right." So I got to go on these field trips, and mm. that's I think that's what saved me educational wise. Because mm. on them field, I made middle class friends, and yeah. then once you get to like 15 and stuff, you got middle class friends. It's the win. You just go around their house and they're playing Nintendo while you've got like you still got your PS One. <laughs> I. Which it, yeah, I sort of, games. I sort of became middle class around then. Weirdly, like, um, like my mum got a good job when, like, she was a teacher. Like, she trained as a teacher when I was young, but when she was like, when I was about twelve, maybe she got like a, uh, like she became head of department, and we ended up on like the middle class estate in my town in this like really mm. nice house. But we were still skinter than everyone. <laughs> like, we were, we were in this like nice house on a nice estate and we were like you know outwardly very middle class but we were still the skint ones it was very much like that was a period of us trying to keep up and eventually my mum sort of demoted herself to the lower middle class like just about above working class estate in my town <laughs> yeah she moved back yeah how about you Mullins? like when, when you were growing up like where, where like tell me, where was it you grew up in that like what was your environment uh, I, honestly, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, it's sort of a cul-de-sac street 
Mm. Uh, it's just outside Liverpool, uh, where I spent most of the time in St. Helens, just outside Liverpool. Your fucking wall. Yeah. Uh, and it is, uh, yeah, my folks, like, were, we, we always sort of struggled for, uh, we always struggled for, <clears throat> not, not, not struggled for money. We always had what we needed. Mm. But, like, just throughout my life, my dad was made redundant on, like, three occasions. So there would always be kind of, like, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. Oh, shit, we're fucked, basically. Uh, but my folks still live in that house, and it's, like, they, 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 they kind of, they sort of overshot on the house all the time. So they, they had a house that, we had a house that we probably shouldn't have had for the level of income that we yeah, had coming yeah. in. You know. The uh, classic grand designs mistake. They always it make is, it yeah, too yeah, big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, uh, and uh, yeah, basically, I kind of never, I never liked school. I just didn't fit in. It was a sort of rough school. And I mean, I find was... a comedian who fit in at school. I'll show you a shit comedian. <laughs> it is, mate, yeah. And it's like, uh, I kind of was, I, 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 can't, I was sort of top of the class without trying. So, whereas I should have been a... A B student, I ended up just being a C student, and that was still a country fucking mile ahead of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's mate. You were you were speaking the story of my life, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's it's one of those things. I kind of just even even through my A levels, I ended up I, weirdly. I went to a whole university because I you know clearly didn't work hard enough. <laughs> uh, so I did four years in Hull and never went back. Uh, uh, and. Uh, well, yeah, you're welcome uh, back I, any time, mate. We've had a word with the mayor. He's forgiven you. Yeah. <laughs> Got a good clubbing uh, hall now. Got the comedy lounge. Get down, mate. Uh, yeah, mate. If I didn't have my own, it'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Mullen's one of these guys sat on his own fucking comedy club, like never fucking travelling anywhere. Like, just, yeah. 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 You can hear the bitterness in Rob's voice. Mate, it's sweet. Like, Rick's got a great <laughs> setup. Like, because Monkey Barrel's a great club. Like, uh, you know, like Monkey Barrel of Edinburgh is absolutely fucking awesome. So, you know, it's one that there's very few clubs I would be happy playing every weekend. Uh, but, like, that's one of them. Like, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, so I do that. And then I've got the Attic as well. So I have the late night club. Oh, so I love the Attic as well, man. Like, I had yeah. such fun there last time when I was emceeing, man. Like, because it's just a late night gig, and like, I love that. People are hammered. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really good. it's really good fun, and I, I yeah. kind of everyone ever encouraged me. Everyone's like, go go away, go do someone else, go go down to go down to the whole gig or go down. And I'm like, yeah, every time I every time I go and do that, it sounds great when it's October and I've got to do that in July. When it gets to July, there's that moment of me going. Oh, I've got to pass my gig to drive to these other gigs. You've gone soft, it Valent. It's just like I'm like, oh fuck! Like, it's gonna be. It's only gonna be exacerbated by this, isn't it? Like you, you've got so used to not even going further than your fucking fridge. <laughs> uh, have you, you been know, doing your just... one exercise a day, Rick? What was that? Have you been doing your one exercise a day? Uh, you, oh, of course, mate. Of course, yes. Yeah. What have you gone with for your exercise choice? Uh, okay. Uh, genuinely, if you want the answer, I, I've been walking down the canal. There you go. That's nice. There is <laughs> a nice little bit yeah. of canal near you. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it depends so, on your me- mental state, I think. 
So walking down the canal sounds fine if you sound jolly. Yeah. But you're looking a bit depressed. I, 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 yeah, I am, it's a very I, different vibe. Also, time of day is important. Middle of the afternoon is lovely. 3 a.m. is sinister. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, I, I'm kind of my 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 anger at the people who are wandering down the canal is is is, is just is that the uh, the cyclists. Uh, like just, uh, just going. I'm just like, where are you going in such a fucking rush, you fucking cunts? Oh mate, uh, no one likes cyclists. Pedestrians hate cyclists. Like drivers hate cyclists. Other cyclists hate cyclists. Cyclists are just cunts. Oh mate, mate, they're just like get a kill. Like your like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great porn name. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting orders for that for you go to the shop. Can you pick me up a copy? Like Rebellend. Like Rebellend. <laughs> <laughs> like a bell end ends and, uh, and uh, oh, you know I had some fuck it I'm out of practice yeah it's alright mate you don't have to be on match fitness right now it's okay you're amongst friends yeah. you know we're yeah, just that's... having a chat Rick it's alright you're not doing an online Zoom gig now it's... I know I know it's, it's really weird to it's really really weird to sort of interact with people in in, 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 like, in this way where there's like there's no competition there's no there's no we're getting we're getting ready for the gig and there's no none of that it's, it's, it's just like Oh, all right, I actually fucking know Rob a little bit better now, as opposed to the, the <laughs> as opposed to the the fucking front he puts up in front of everyone to pretend that he's not crying inside. Oh, go fuck yourself, man! We spent <laughs> days and days just us hanging out, you prick. You can act like, oh yeah, I've seen behind the facade now. Fuck off. I get this a lot, right? Because everyone's like, you got to be careful around Rob because he'll be mean if you have the opportunity to. And I'm like, he's doing nothing but a sweet out to me. The full time I've known him. Yeah, because I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, straight away. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves you, and uh, there's a there's a different thing with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different thing with me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's a, it's, a, it's a very subtle it's a very subtle difference the relationship that I have with Rob and the the rest of the world has with Rob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I, think, I, think, I think most of our world's re- uh, relationship is more similar to yours, Rick, than it is to Jed. Like, me and Jed have, like, uh, uh, we have a gentle kind of love, me and Jed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like me, you could be me... in the green room blasting everyone else, and I'll come in and just for a little bit. <laughs> Jed just gets me on that level, man. Like, we, the thing about <laughs> me and Jed take the most adorable pictures together. If there is ever a picture of me and Jed together, it just melts women's hearts when you show them yeah. it. Like, honestly, every time. I don't know what it is, man. We just light up. <laughs> it's we, 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 we could make a jaunty video with love music over it, and you'd be like, I want to go to that gay wedding. Because <laughs> like, <gay> <laughs> that is two men that love each other. Like, like an actual Facebook friendship thing that you would post. Yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, you've known each other for seven years, and you just yeah. go, I don't, I don't really want people to know that I know Eddie Grimson that long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, you know, people are right. Like, I am dead mean if I can be, because it's really funny, and like that's also, but that's also like part of the way I love people, and like that's why I always like. I always get a bit like disappointed with comedians if they ever like don't go with it when I'm just being mean because it's funny and like I, I always get a bit like well you should get what I'm doing and because like that's how uh, love is expressed in my world and in my family like we all just take the piss out of each other because like that's how you show love. Have, have you ever gone too far with someone? 
<laughs> yeah, all the time. I do it like what's three the, times what, a day. <laughs> but what's, your, what, what's, what's the one that sticks in your memory? Oh, God, right. I'm going to have to, like, thinking of a specific story will take me a while because my brain's fucking dumb. But I, w- I will... Uh, oh, let me have a think. Right. You two talk amongst yourselves while I try and think of a fucking example. Well, this is nice. I've never met Rick before. Nice to meet you, Rick. Oh, yeah, How are you yeah. doing, Jed? Bring yeah. people yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, like, things, I do it all. I do it all the time, all the time, instantly. Like, I do it, like... Because, um, like, I just don't have a filter. Like, it's an ADHD thing, but it's what makes me good at comparing as well, because I just say the thing. But, like, when I wasn't, mm-hmm. like, good at it early on, like, I'd blurt really bad things out. The worst I've ever done on stage, I think, was... Uh, it made me laugh still loads, but the audience did not enjoy it. Um, I spoke to a group who were on the front row of uh, my gig in Edinburgh, where you could only see the front row when I was comparing. So I had to speak to them. Uh, mixed gender group, all of them in their 20s. And uh, I'm like, how do you all know each other? And they go, oh, we were all on the same cancer ward. Right. And I said, oh, well, your hair's grown back wonderfully. Right. Good gag. I, Good think gag. That, I think that's funny. Yeah, the yeah. audience at the Pleasants that afternoon did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you that lost them all. Um, but I'm like, starting to think audiences don't think cancer's funny because I had the same situation. Mate, it's one of those. There was a fat bearded bald guy and I was like, oh, it's nice to know what I look like when the chemo kicks in. Nothing. Nothing. Mate, it's one of those topics that is so hard. It's one of the top ones. Like I, I have a bit on my last special about um, raising awareness for cancer. And like it's it's a bit that went well in cities and hard work in rural areas. <laughs> I mean like, as soon as you mention it, like who doesn't I mean that, that that raising awareness for cancer suggests that people don't there's people out there that don't know cancer. This exists. is my point, mate. This is the bit. It's like yeah, yeah it's is it like, really? okay. yeah, yeah. The, the bit is like yeah, like what like, I saw someone raising awareness for cancer, genuinely true though, like did a stunt online and they're like, Oh, I'm raising awareness for cancer and I'm like, Who isn't aware of cancer? And like, you know, if they're not, don't ruin that for them. Let them live in that world. And like Let nature do that. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more to the bit. Go watch my special TV to fail. But yeah, like that that whole thing is like uh, but that's not even about cancer i'm not mocking anyone who's got cancer i like i'm mocking someone's you know pointless thing they're doing that doesn't help anyone but like there's yeah. a lot of that where you know people hear a word and then immediately you're the bad guy i do that a lot yeah so <laughs> i i i used to do uh oh, i don't know whether they want to talk about this on live fucking uh, do it hardly anyone's so. watching mate if it's right, really so. bad i'll edit it out of the uh, thing that i upload to youtube <laughs> so basically right i used to i used to do a, i used to do a bit where it was about it was about the bmp okay mm. and there's an old story of the bmp and one of the guys from the bmp who basically released a statement where he says rape is simply sex okay i, I mean I mean, right, if and, you're talking and, on a biological level, mainly, <laughs> maybe, but like, so, I think, I think that's yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to 100 percent agree with that one. I think. Are you uh, talking so, to an audience of ducks? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, <laughs> Sorry, that is a very good joke. <laughs> he, he, would, he would say so, and and the, the, the bit, the bit that kind of the bit that you used to go on with, and he would say, "Rape is simply sex." Uh, to suggest that rape is such a horrible ordeal is like suggesting that force feeding the woman chocolate cake is a heinous offence. <laughs> right, which again, if you're going, you know, going ducks, far grass, quite bad. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't even eat that when I wasn't a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I the, the amount of people, and, and basically, I used to take 
the BMP down and the uh, whole thing. I would use the BMP list with that for, that was released on WikiPeaks. I was giving out his name and address. I was trying to encourage people to go around to his house and fucking rape him. Right? It was like it was this thing, and the amount of times people would get that bit, and uh, and I got I got accusations that I was racist. Right, because I, I would like, have not expected that to be the complaint from that bit. <laughs> <laughs> from from sitting here and listening to it, mate, I had about five reasons it was problematic. That wasn't on the fucking list. It was. It was. It was. So uh, it, it genuinely, it, it, was, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was a very good bit, uh, but it was. Yeah, like, sounds great, it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you, yeah. you've said rape nineteen times describing it, but I'm sure it's a wonderful. Bit. It's I'm not sure triggering it, at all. I'm don't sure worry. It was real easy going for everyone. <laughs> look, look, you stick. You you stick with your little middle of the road opinions. <laughs> oh yeah, my bland vanilla comedy. Yeah, fuck me. Right, and yeah, but it was it was it what 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 that bit was amazing for was just not surviving. I, 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 <laughs> no, I love. I, I, I do, I do, I do love that I'm thing in comedy. I'm not a victim. <laughs> well, you know, you can't rape the willing, so you know. Uh... <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Sorry, please do get through this story, but fuck me. Yeah, no, it's 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 the idea of trigger words. It's the that, that idea of trigger words. That 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 thing that we we know as comedians that you go. People would that that the people just go down that route of not understanding what we talk about when yeah, you go. Yeah. They're, they're not the words I use. Not, if you listen, to, there's no there's no defense. There's no there's no in the bit I do. There's no mention of race. There's no there's no mention of it. It doesn't come through. And yet racism no, is. I what said people... rape. What are you complaining about? I didn't say race. I said rape. I'm a rapist. I didn't. Well, I didn't specify so, the race. Right, okay. The gender we're attacking. I'm, I'm going. Right, I'm going to no. The, the, right. It was well, a clarify woman this. being raped. What are you complaining it about? Was, it was. It was. It was. So it was the BMP member being raped, and the idea was it was that, a white man. The idea, the, how the idea far, was that how I would, far I would... right do your politics have to go before it's okay to rape you? I'm just, I'm just okay. interested. <laughs> I, I, once, I, once, I once got a review of saying that, I once got a review saying that uh, Rip Holland is so far to the left, he's come back round to the other side. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so basically the, the concept of the gag was uh, I was going to hire a British gay rapist to go and rape him. And then I thought, no, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is hire him and then find myself a foreign gay rapist to put the British gay rapist out of work. Mate, that was the like Andrew Lawrence talking about panel shows. <laughs> uh, no, I, I actually very much like Andrew. We won't get into that shit. But uh like yeah man like that you are totally right. Sorry about that that story got torpedoed all over the place but that was yeah. fucking too oh, mate, funny, mate, mate, yeah 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 I, yeah I feel like that's one of the bits at the back the comedians would be loving. And oh, the audience yeah, would be like, "Are we allowed to laugh at this?" It's my favourite. It, honestly, thing. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things that it's it's weird that you just you, you go like the BMP are not a thing anymore. Mm. Like they they kind of were so integral, and then it's just got pacified and pacified and divided off. And now we've got 
we've got like you know we have the EDL who are BMP-ish, and then we've got we've got like Farage that's BMP-ish, and they've kind of worked out that the more extreme craziness is how they pacify and get get involved in the country. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of like they rebrand every few years the far right. Every few years there's like a new scare of like oh no the EDL and oh no the Football Lads Alliance or oh no whatever they've rebranded themselves this week. But it's the same cunts rebranding. The most extreme ones just get a new name. They're the same people who are in the fucking national front. They just give themselves a new name and a new logo every few years. But then the less extreme ones just go into like UKIP or like those edges of it and like try and move them rightwards. Like it's, you know, the the same people. It's not like there's more Nazis now. You can hear them more because they have Twitter, but I don't think there's more personally. I'd love to be in like a name naming meeting though. Just what should we call ourselves this time? Yeah. (laughs) The uh, English uh, footy boys. uh, The... The Alliance of White Men. Death. No, we can't make it that clear. Uh, def- definitely not. Definitely not the Judean People's Front. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I've just had an idea. Al Shabab. Anyone? <laughs> George's heroes, guys. Just think about it. <laughs> uh, no, like in all seriousness, if I was starting a like an alt right group tomorrow in Britain, I would call it Winston's Warriors. <laughs> yeah and our logo is a big picture of winston churchill but he's more he's got a bulldog's body right and he's sat in a little <laughs> spitfire and he's going like, and he's flying ah, and you can just see like a dead german and someone who's not the same color as you underneath him and like we'll be like really proud and what he'll be doing is he'll be flying his plane to india to take over their country again because <laughs> do you not do you not think that's one of the like there's positive, I think there's there's weird positives that you can kind of come out with the, of this virus situation, right? And it, the, the news just started to get into making it. making places easier to colonise. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I was I was told before, right? I I don't, but I am not a conspiracy theorist, okay? In any in any way, mm-hmm. but I keep this to keep. This, that's a heavy reason, butt, man. That's a heavy butt. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I, I'm I'm not, and because I, I just that, that just every time you hear them, you just go, "Oh, you you're a little bit nuts." There's just there's just there's a little bit nuts. This thing, mm-hmm. uh, but the the what what was really weird with the virus is that it keeps it keeps playing into. I can I can see the conspiracy theory appearing at some point. When when people talk about oh it's a lab somewhere when when it's been, it's been created in a lab and you go well, why why is it being created in a lab it's a population control thing that that inadvertently affects black people and and old people and people you people that people want off the planet and it's you can kind of see every every now and then there's this little bit of news about it there's little nuggets and I'm like oh, I see this I can see the conspiracy theorists coming like just like three weeks down the line there'll be some sort of news about linking it to fucking bill gates and and it's 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 it's, it's just like, like the, it's like, like this, this virus now man isn't it like you can you can have a school shooting and everyone thinks it was the government faking it like that's amazing that idea of a that that, that crazy idea shit of a, man yeah they they did nothing really happened and it was a crisis what, actors yeah, yeah, and, and like, like they're getting fucking four-year-olds as crisis actors, and like these grieving parents on the news, they look at them and they go, "Oh, they're acting." It's psychopathic, man. 
if if Crisis actors existed, Fringe productions would be higher quality. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like some of them do a tiny bit. There are people who go and infiltrate like protest groups and sabotage them by being dickheads and making the giving the police a reason to like uh, attack them. That does exist, but that's not yeah. the same as having a bunch of well-trained seven-year-olds who can carry off convincingly <laughs> the role. Have you ever seen a seven-year-old act? Go to a nativity <laughs> play. They don't have the fucking range. The, the yeah. idea. The idea of those, uh, of like, of, of doing those school shootings, and it's, it's been a fake school shooting, is like the most high-end flash mob you've ever seen. <laughs> GCSE drama just got way out of hand. You're just, you're just sitting in an airport one day, and and then. And some cunt starts playing, you know, Journey you starts playing. Like, <laughs> ju- <laughs> Just a small town boy. Living in a lonely world. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want. Train going. <laughs> The last, the last thing you want is just like accidentally for those two things to overlap. Like, <laughs> Mate, that'd be jackpot. If you're if you're going on a shooting spree and and a, a flash mob starts in front of you, that is fucking dreamland. Amazing. Someone's just already this, filming it. So someone's filming with the, with the, with the Do you know when you're the... playing gun games like a point blank one and you hit the bonus round? That's essentially <laughs> what a flash mob <laughs> would be. You'd be like, oh shit, yeah. It'd be like being in fucking Space Invaders. Just... <laughs> That's <laughs> Just, yeah, but, 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 with a, but with a really cool music track playing behind it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you think you've gone into bonus mode? They're all dressed like, up like the thriller zombies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at the end of this, I am getting an extra life, but it's just going down. <laughs> I want to be one of them seven-year-old Crisis Actors agent, though, just to ring up and be like, all right, you're playing the donkey in the nativity, and then I've got you crying in front of the school because your brother's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm taking my 30%. It's just the yeah. idea that all these people can keep it quiet. If an actor yeah. was that good, they're putting that on their IMDb. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They'd be like, CNN <laughs> on November the 12th, I was crying <laughs> in the background pretending my child had died at Sandy yeah. Hook. I was a uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I'm better. I'm best known for being a mother at Columbine. Yeah, like that's the thing, man. Like, is yeah, all that shit's fucked up. Like, I don't know. Like, British people get really passionate about American gun control, though. I don't give a fuck. Like, you can shoot as many of your own kids as you fucking want. Like, it's nothing to do with me. Like, you know, you murder your own fucking children. You don't see me having to go at praying mantises for doing that shit. Like, fucking. Leave the Americans to it. <laughs> it's like a gerbil. They eat their young. Americans shoot them. It, it is weird when you... when Because obviously the way we're raised, you kind of... You, we're raised with this point of view. We look at America, and America's always been uh, idealised for us in a way, you know, in, 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 in the past. Yeah, yeah, and totally. you just look at Amer- you just look at America now and go, it's it's no more... It's 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 probably more crazy now than some of the shit that happens in Russia and the Middle East yeah, in man. terms of the way in terms of like the treatment of people who are transgender or the treatment of women or the treatment of that you go those people people in the deep south who are going Sharia laws not coming over here you go what's what's fucking gonna change yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like women and gay people might have slightly more rights <laughs> than you, Alabama you, you, you women can't read fuck off have you been on a trailer park. <laughs> 
Like, it is insane, man. But, like, the thing about America is everything you say about America is true because it's so vast and so different. It's, like, for every, like, you know, for every American who is that Alabaman who's, like, you know, if you get raped, you better raise that baby. There's someone in Seattle drinking an espresso being like, oh, fucking hell. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's everything. It's it's such a... But it's it's so much of a... It, it just feels like a cartoon version it's, of us, doesn't it? It's too big to be one country. Like, that's the insane thing about it. That's it, Like, yeah. divide it for a little. But like, they're, they're so ideologically different. Yeah. It's, it, 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 but it, I think it's weird when you go, what they've actually installed under Trump is essentially a man who, if he was in any other country, would be an African dictator. <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I, I fully expect to see, like, Melania... Shooting the football team when it doesn't do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna like ban beards. And, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Jared on a goal, uh, shooting a gold fucking uh, AKA forty-seven as he passes people. Like, he's <laughs> gonna replace the Washington yeah. Monument with Trump made out of solid gold. <laughs> just yeah. like you, just like yeah, on that kind of you, you know what you know how the, how the how the end the verge the the Tim the Tim Burton version of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, where, where 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 it comes back and it's everything is slightly everything's like uh like the 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 uh, the, the mon all the all the monkey they're all like monkey monuments but all exactly the same. I I see that as a future. I always think that Trump is essentially Biff in 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 uh Back to the Future, and it's like the world we're in now is the Back to the Future world where we come back and Biff has got hold of that fucking uh, sports manifesto and is basically the just been, yeah yeah the almanac he's just been on that and that's the world we're in right now basically we've sort of slipped into that and we've just got fucking Trump as that as that as that presence. There was great news the other day that apparently his driver has come down with COVID. So you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> Man, he's one of those though. You kill him, you make him more stronger than he ever was. Yeah. Knows, man, like the cat is out of the bag with world governance. It can't be done. This is the thing. Like I'm not like uh, right. I, I I always agree with like my super communist mates when they're just talking about the problems of capitalism. But then I also agree with all my super capitalist mates when they talk about the problems of like socialism and communism. I just don't think there's a good way to govern people, especially now when you can't have a truth, when truth has no consequence. You know, like a lie doesn't matter anymore because there's so much confusing, inf conflicting information out there that as long as you can just brand your narrative well enough, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. Well, it's crazy. This, this, this is the thing that, this, this is the thing that, uh, one of the things that really annoys me with like genuinely in society. Uh, is that I uh, when you when you there's, there's the one point that we search for truth right on a, on a, on a on a regular basis right is always at in in a court of law mm. okay and you, you go look, look look court of law and that's our basis that's what you're looking for but then you give people targets right and you go how can someone be trying to hit a target as opposed to that, that means someone could be having a prosecutory target and be looking to try and prosecute someone because it's an easy win, mm -hmm. and as opposed to finding the truth of the situation. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's only and, exaggerated in America with like financial forces, isn't it? And privatization totally, of those things. Totally. And uh, that, and then you get the mandatory minimums thing where you, people, mm, people, people don't... 
which is just people are encouraged to go. And it's just so that's three why strikes that- rule. It's based on baseball. You shouldn't base laws on <laughs> baseball. What are you doing, you stupid country? That's ridiculous. <laughs> someone, someone are we going to take penalty court. kicks? Are we going to do a fucking penalty shootout to decide whether we hang people over here? So, like, someone gets away. Someone gets away with a crime, and then the next four people get to run round because it was a really big crime. <laughs> I tell you what, though, if, if I do a horrible crime and it comes to penalty shootout, so I want to do it in England. <laughs> I'll do it against the English football team. Please. Just have it like you have a scrap with the judge. That's how we should do it. We should make the judge the hardest person in town. <laughs> and if you if you if you if you're accused of any crime, no matter how serious or small. You gotta go fight the judge, right? Everyone gets to watch. We're all starved of sport, right? This is Marjorie. She's seventy-two. She went round the neighbor's house when she was meant to be social distancing. <laughs> now she's got to fight the judge for her local region, who is uh, this cage fighter called Brian. <laughs> I'd fucking watch it. Yeah, that's that's. It'd be all right for Brian because he doesn't have to pay child support because he's not getting prosecuted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, try and bring that case. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he also works in civil court. <laughs> uh, I'd work. I tell you, 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 your big problem though would be uh, would be when people are suing people for bigger amounts of money. Yeah, it's essentially just playground rules bullying at that point. Yeah, so <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm suggesting yeah. we institute. Yeah. So, like we. You're, 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 your entire your entire law system is based around give me your lunch money. Yeah, and look, it's not a system I ever benefited from, but I'm saying it's one that worked, right? And like bullying has only ever been a benefit, right, in my life, and I think in a lot of other lives. It didn't feel good at the time, but in <laughs> retrospect, right, when I was 13, I had shoulder-length long hair, and I was telling everyone who'd listened that I wanted to be a poet when I grew up. That bullying saved so many people from listening to my poetry, right? I would love to read that poetry now, though. So, oh, mate, uh, yeah, so, I, I, so, I'll be honest, I, I, I can find some, right? There is a place poetry, on the internet right? where it exists. I would exists. love to read that poetry now, Hold though. on, so, oh, mate. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I'll be honest, I, 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 I can find oh, some, oh, right? Oh, there is a place I think, on the Rob, internet Rob, where I, it I exists. I think, those, I think encouragement would have, of your poetry, would have stopped a whole load of people having to see your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you cunt. Uh, yeah, that, now, make, 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 make that rhyme, bitch. Guys, <laughs> if, if you want to settle this, I think we should settle it the same way we're going to settle all laws. Is you get five of your boys, I'll get five of mine. We'll meet at Tesco Car Park at midnight. <laughs> we can't yeah. do when five boys told... at the moment. Like, right, we're all going to have to split off. <laughs> two metres like... apart, two metres apart. And if oh, you go I'm... down, it's... Uh... Oh, thankfully, I, mean, it, it I think I've like... the name of that poetry blog I set up when I was, like, uh, 17. There's a, there's so, a Rob like... Mulholland poetry blog. Right, uh, hello lockdown, and hello what I'm doing for the rest of the oh, time. Honestly, this like, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will find it and, like, send it to you. I've, re- I've read it out on stage, mate. It's genuinely, like, horrific. It's as bad as you would fucking expect. Is Hold on, let me, let me check. Uh, like, ah, oh, I've got a notebook with in somewhere. Hold on, hold on. Let me see if this is... <laughs> Um, the notes from I think I've got the notes from that show that I did in this notebook, if I'm correct. So I might have. Uh... This is where we find out he's secretly really good at poetry, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry about like, that, mate. Um... Like we're trying to rip him, and we've just got one tear coming down. <laughs> no, oh no, this is a way older notebook. Oh Jesus Christ! 
Ooh. What are you doing? What you wrote, Grayson? Rob, 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 Rob read, read what you're looking at right now. <laughs> yeah. No, hold on. Let me let me find a bit. That's... No, no, no. Fuck it off. Rob. No, 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 read no, no, what no, you're no. looking at right read. now. <laughs> read. Uh, all right. Uh, it's, oh, no. It's about Jimmy Savile. I can't do that. Um... <laughs> Come on, I think Rob. someone did a bit about being racist and rape earlier. Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to find something that's genuinely like I remember what the thing is because it's all just like random sentences, like sentences and phrases, just like. Uh... I hope it's a really old notebook. And you're like Jimmy Savile gets the hard time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah. this is this is when I was like first starting, and I thought like uh, I was really into like um, Bill Hicks. So this is all like stream of <laughs> consciousness without any punchline. So this is why I'm trying to find like. Luckily, your style's changed loads. Yeah, he doesn't do streamer <laughs> consciousness anymore. <laughs> Fuck you, you cheeky cunt. Right, the, I'm the, sorry. There's, worryingly, there's a joke here that is, is just, it's just notated as Savile slash Hyman. <laughs> so that was definitely distasteful, whatever that was. Um, regard, do you remember the... Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... Right, uh, there's a bit here. You're innocent until proven guilty, regardless of what did or didn't happen. It's a shame Jimmy Savile can't defend himself. But then again, neither could his victims. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's where I was working at. I think this was when uh, this is when I was like a brand new open spot. And like that's like the, the problem of being brand new at comedy and wanting to be an edgy comedian is it's hard yeah. and you need to learn oh, God, before you Rob, just learn Rob, to do can, comedy first. Rob, can I ask you a question? Yeah, mate. How long had you been going? when you entered the notorious chortle student uh, competition fucking hell right so uh there is <laughs> how many gigs how many gigs have you done between between that competition uh-huh. and the note page you're looking at right now uh about uh really not many so the timeline is um i did about i don't know it's 10 15 maybe 20 gigs when i was at uni right when i was like yeah. 18 19 that's when i did the chortle award thing that is on youtube and is the fucking worst thing in the world but very funny to watch me be shit at 19 uh then there is a gap of about five six years till i was about like 23 24 but then i started pro- comedy properly and like that is from right at the start of that so there's you know okay f- so there's a few years between but no experience yeah i so i i did pretty much the same as you i i did i i did like i think i did one gig at university Right, I, because it was it was like there was no courses at that time. There's no, I didn't know how to do it. Like you know, you still uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, just yeah, yeah. You're not got an agent, mate. Give me a call when you want booking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Have I got to be nice to you now? That's annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah fucking hell! Yeah. Well, oh, I miss Rick, having an agent. <laughs> what was that? I said you look very pretty today, Rick. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will, we will see you in 2022, apparently. Oh, uh, get it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I had a, I had a break. I, I, I did it. I did it once. I never thought, you know, it would be a career at all. Mm. And then I kind of fell into after university. I fell into work for the Bank of Scotland, which is how I kind of ended up moving up here. And then, uh, and then I kind of did this thing of like. Just, I was just hating. What, what when you live in Edinburgh, what happens is the fringe appears, mm. and you go and see all these great comedians, right? And then, and then you go and see, and then you start seeing, then you go and see, like you know, you turn up at gigs and you see people who are shit, and you kind of go, well, I think I could do better than that. And I at think that that's point, a really when, common when, way of starting, seeing someone shit and going, I could do better than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, well, I think if you think that, 
So I, I when I'm when I'm comparing, right, I will uh, I will rip the piss out of comedians who are on the stage. I don't give a fuck because th- that's the thing. Yeah, we if regularly always... do that. Whenever me and Rick yeah. gig together, it always ends up into just us two slagging each other. And like, half yeah. the time we lose the audience on them. <laughs> like, it's just me and Rick pissing <laughs> the, ourselves. The, the meaner the compare is about the act about to come up, the, the more, more they like, like them. Exactly. I, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like when a, I like it when there's a uh, you can see a friendship between the comedians because I liked that when I was a when I was when I was watching mm. comedy and then you just go oh this 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 feels like it's not going to get repeated it doesn't it's not the same thing over exactly. and over yeah. and, and yeah. I, I like that and that's what I do in my rooms and especially at the attic I'll chip in on the microphone and stuff like that yeah, you know yeah. I, I kind of enjoyed that and uh, so yeah so I, I kind of uh, I kind of I, I moved up here and I, I kind of the fringe happened and I thought, and then I sort of did this little thing of like, I, I always imagine it's like coming out like a little bit because you kind of go, if you, if you want to be a comedian, right. You can, you kind of just got to go and do it. You can't yeah. bury it down. Yeah. And I always say that's like, that's like people trying not to be gay. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> if you, you just actually feel... are a, com- a comedian. Yeah. I think it's a personality type. It's <laughs> to be fair, I, I used to, I got found in the toilets on a park telling jokes in cubicles. So that's how. <laughs> that's how I had to come out with a comic. <laughs> it turned out he was an undercover copy, just told a one line or two. <laughs> uh, it's all over the front cover of the sun. And, 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 and then like, gag master. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. it's all right. If you if you if you if you, if you want if you want jokes, phone this number. Be here at midnight. Uh, <laughs> For a funny time, call Jed. Why someone? I'm, just, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Knock, to knock, knock. Just through the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> A little microphone pops through. Or a cock that you've genuinely got to go and pull back and reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I, I, I sort of, I kind of confessed to a couple of people that I kind of wanted to do it. And then just someone arranged for me to do a gig. And I kind of hadn't written anything. <laughs> so I you still haven't. Such, it so, you yeah, still but, no, you've yeah, got I'm, no material still. I'm better at that now, though. Yeah, like, you've got, look, right. I'm not saying you're not good at asking people what their job is, Rick. I'm not saying yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know I mate, well, you no, know. You're, again, a, you're a really good crowd work comic, but you've still got like, you've got like two bits, haven't you? I, I, well, I'd argue more now. I'd argue okay, more. But, you all know, right, you all know, right. Uh, it's the, not the like thing a is, <laughs> With two the new dunk punchlines. The thing is, Rob, I only see, I, I, you only see me. When, I, I don't, I don't, I, you only see me when I fucking compare because because yeah, that's all you do now. But that's because oh, I, I told, yeah, I, well, okay, I've done fine. gigs, I've done gigs with you on bills as well. I know you can do it. Fucking chill. It's all right. It's all right. You know, I, I, I get that accusation a lot, and I go, you know, <laughs> I, know right, I can yeah. tell. Fucking yeah. all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, touch the fucking nerve, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It's just triggered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, re- I wrote some horrible shit, right? Because again, Bill Hicks, and I had that thing. I was like, okay, and I did, I did. I did two gigs in two days. Like, right, they were like it was like a Wednesday to Thursday. And there's, there's a uh, have you ever are you a worthy comedian up here called Reg Anderson? 
No, no I don't think so. so. Reg, Reg Anderson uh, has been going for years. Old, old guy now, and it's 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 a lot of daft jokes. Like it's like, what's this? A very enthusiastic Nazi, like <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, and I did a, I did a joke that I I would still do today. Okay, uh, and it involves the word abortion or termination. Okay, and. I finished the gig. For airline pilots and for all the pregnant ladies who are triggered immediately. <laughs> I, 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 I finished the gig, right? It's my second gig ever. And it had gone okay. And he pulled me to one side and screamed at me. <laughs> he just screamed at me, going, you did jokes about abortion. <laughs> you don't do jokes about abortion. Jerry Sadowitz can do jokes about abortion. You, my friend, are not Jerry Cunting Sadowitz. <laughs> right. And I then quit for five years again. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's fucking uh, right. When you are new, you aren't good enough to do it. I did, I did, I, I stunk out a lot of rooms by trying to be too edgy early on. And then, like, I eventually sort of twigged and went, oh, I'm just going to, like, do jokes about my cat and stuff. And then I'll learn how to do it. <laughs> and, like, See, ah. I, I was edgy, I thought, when I first started. And then I realised it just didn't suit my personality. No, you're all. lovely. You're just a really yeah. nice guy. You try to be edgy really, and be like, "What?" I'm really there, like, "Hey guys, we're all friends." And anyway, here's some stuff about Harvey Price. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. No, you have yeah. to do. You, you have to do like upbeat yeah. stand-up because that's who you are. You're a really positive, yeah. nice, upbeat person. Yeah. But when you first start, it's so easy to write edgy. Yeah. Oh, you think it is? Well, it, it's I get a reaction from Edgy. You yeah. get shock easily. That's not the yeah. same so, as laughter, though. Like I definitely no. did a lot of that sort of shit because like, I, I was, yeah, I, w- I was swinging for the fences on Edgy before I was being funny, and it's not a good way to go. No, like, so, I know. don't even, I don't even consider what I do now to be Edgy in any way. Like I, I don't aim for it. I just, I just. That's just what I do now. It's not. It's not. It's not even. Whereas it was a thought in my head when I started of yeah, yeah. how can I be edgy. Now I'm just like now. I just do what I do now. Like it's 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 a it's it, now I found uh, to to be wanky about it. You found your voice, I guess, and yeah, how you yeah, are. Totally, do you know what I mean? Totally. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like I, I'm like that's it. Like I talk about the things I talk about because that's what makes me laugh. I've got a really fucked up sense of humor. But like, um, it's not like a deliberate choice. But there is a bit of me that also that is that that is the comedy I enjoy. Like Andrew Schultz described it, it's like comedy is like um, gymnastics, right? Like you don't just get points for like how well executed it is; you get points for the difficulty of the attempt as well. Uh, and it's better when it's thirteen-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, or Asians. Or Asians. <laughs> More watchable, more, more watchable. watchable. But uh, like, it's, you get the point, right? Yeah. Some topics are more difficult, so it's more satisfying and more. It's better when someone makes a brilliant joke about it and lands it. Like it's just it's yeah. harder, so it's more skillful. Like people always are like, oh, doing edgy comedy so easy. It's not easy to do it well. It's easy to say horrible shit to make it work. I, so hard. I so got hard. I. I get every now and again. I'll get asked to do these sort of shows where it talks about, it talks about like it's someone and it's like an offence-based show. Mm. I remember doing one a few years ago. And it was like it's the most offensive show of the fringe. Those are always full kind of, of wanks, thing. isn't it? And it is just like it's people go and I'm like my my goal is like I'm kind of there's a line I operate on, and my goal is never to get anyone to leave or walk out. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, 
you see acts who do it and it's like someone will walk out and you just go, that's not what this is about. Mm. You're supposed to try and... You I can't do entertain. walk a lot of people at Edinburgh, but that's just because they've come to the wrong show. Like, I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> like, I want everyone <laughs> to have a laugh, but like some people, I, I'm not for them, so they've wandered into the wrong show, fine. See, we, I, I, will, I will title my shows at Edinburgh mm. to almost uh, to, to make it so that audience doesn't come in. I tried. Uh, I put, I put on, my, on my flyer, I put um, a review from uh, the national student that um, said I was nasty, offensive and dangerous. And I put it big. And there was only two quotes on the flyer and they were big. Was that actually for your comedy or just... <laughs> just my personality. Just, uh, it was, that was actually, they went on a date once. That, yeah. was, that was actually... <laughs> right. I'm so sleepy. I'm so sleepy after this drink. I'm so... Why am I tired? Well, Why the second so review was so bad I fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was actually a review uh, I got when I was doing uh, Hate and Live, right? The, the show got the one star, but that was specifically about some uh, a bit that I did. And like that show, you know, the, the aim of the show is you get the audience give you suggestions and you get them randomly and you have to improvise stand up about why you hate that thing and like so the game is the audience give you things that are hard to hate and it's like people get a warning that it's going to be all offensive and whatever they sit through this huge warning and then like, like it's a free show they've not paid anything they're told we're going to make horrible jokes here because that's what we like to do and then they described it as the worst hour of their lives and traumatic wow. Right, because yeah. I, I did a, I did a bit that Bill Burr then did way better on his last special. It was like the topic I got was no means no, right? So uh, the bit that I did in response to that, I remember improvising on the fly, right? For no means no, I was like, I don't, uh, I hate no means no because let's face it, it doesn't always. Like, yeah, no means no, but no, stop doesn't mean no. That means try a bit harder before you have another go, right? And like women in the audience were laughing. And I was speaking to pick women in the audience, like, you've fucking done this. And you know, and they were like, yeah, yeah. And like, it was a fun thing. And then they reported so, it that I was like, yeah, raping's good. Daniel has a perfect bit on that, though, isn't it? He's like, no, it doesn't mean no. No means work the neck for 10 minutes and try back. But you can't, <laughs> but you can't have that conversation with your son. You can't be like, he's going to knock your hand away three to four times. No, 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 no means no means no means no is like no, not, not, no trainers. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but like, you know, obviously, like, it was a joke, and like, you know, uh, obviously, everyone's boundaries should be respected. I should be happy to say that after a joke. But, you know, it's it's just, yeah, it was unreal. So, yeah, I put that loud and clear on my poster. So people would be like, if that wasn't for them, I had a couple of people walk out because I wasn't offensive enough. <laughs> you can't fucking win. And like, because I'm not, I'm not deliberately offensive at all ever. It's just I find, uh, I think the closer you get to the line, the funnier the stuff is. All the funniest stuff is right on the line, and the skill is in dancing up to it and grabbing it without going over. That's the skill. That's the art, and that's the. Love. I think the like, yeah. the skill so, is making an audience trust you enough. Yes. If you can get an audience on side, you can jerk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I will say things to an audience, and things that I could watch another comedian say. And I would think that other comedian has gone too far. And yet yeah, I'm like, that's just I'm, I'm you, quite, you've I'm, got no self-awareness, Rick. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite happy. I'm, I'm quite happy just being, I, I kind of operate a little bit over the line. It's where I, that's where I aim to be. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. because I think if you're just over the line, if, you, if you're, if you're anywhere up to the line, most people, most other people can do it. Right. 
going over that line, take, taking the audience with you over that line, I think is is, is that's for me where yeah. the fun of it oh, is. Oh, it's over their line. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about past their line, but not oh, past yeah. my line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, their line can get fucked. Their lines are all different, and they're all in the wrong place. So, like, I want to, like, walk them to the edge, you know? So, like, if you notice, I, I think... the first joke will be an easy one. And then, you know, by the end, I'm getting them along on some tough stuff. It's the idea of gathering them all up in one bus and then travelling them over the line. Mm, totally. essentially the bus <laughs> I thought you were going to say cliff then. I thought <laughs> you were going to say cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just but about no, killing I... 16 people at a time. <laughs> we about. So... The, best, the best way to take the kids with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Reviews are so bullshit that I got one that said... Uh, Jed Salisbury, uh, the crowd really enjoyed him and he fully entertained the audience. However, he didn't leave them with anything to think about afterwards. Oh, <laughs> man, like, like you're doing I a do fucking TED talk. Like, you're it's not amazing. doing a lecture, are you? Like, uh, yeah. Mick Ferry got I, a three-star review that said it was just a man being really funny for an hour. Imagine <laughs> yeah. that as a review of stand-up. <laughs> How are they reviewing ballet? Oh, it's just some Russian last twirling. <laughs> Bullshit. So, I, I always think that where they should, what they should do with reviews... Is shove them up their should, fucking hoop. <laughs> they should <laughs> review it against what you what you claim to be doing in the show. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I you can because you go you know when when you're listening to when you listen to heavy metal you don't kind of you don't review it as all music you review it in the mm. category of this is what it says it's supposed to do. Yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah. but they what, what they don't read the they don't I, we got a show I did we did a show called Kill Your God a few years ago. And it, it was basically, it's an atheist comedy show. And the, the fucking three weeks review said, it's all about God. And you just go, well, it's, it's what we did. We, we did what we said on the tin to do. Jim. Yeah. It's what we set out to do. Mate. And like, if you, it, that, that's the show you're walking into. You, you've got to review it with that in mind. You, yeah. you know, the amount of people who, you, there's not, not, well, nothing annoys me more than the, than the fake festival show that appears to be about a topic, right? And then it's just, oh, I mentioned it at the beginning, I mentioned it at the end, and that then we just do my stand-up that I thought of this year. Yeah, my it. first show was a bit like that. I think everyone's <laughs> fair show. Everyone's yeah. fair show should be that. Well, like, my first show is available to watch up on, on Next Up. It's called uh, Popular Comedian Rob Mulholland. And basically, it's two very good ideas for a show done half badly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's, there's a really good story in the middle of it that I kind of want to remove from the special at some point and do as its own thing. And then yeah. there's, there's, there's a really good point about the comedy industry made in a funny way that sort of doesn't really attach together. But, like, you is know... This, th is, this the one about, is this the one about the... Uh, uh, where you applied for funding. Yeah, and like I did exactly the wrong thing that uh, you were talking about, right? My branding was too confusing and like what I was putting out on like flyers, no one got it, right? Because like there was too much I was assuming because I was, my poster was spoofing other people's Edinburgh posters, but people just thought I was the kind of cunt who would make a wanky poster like that, right? So like they thought I was going to be someone who, you know, would like just mime and be a Goliath clown or some bullshit, you know, like and have no jokes, like that sort of shit. So that, that put people off a bit. But then people did come because the blurb was I had applied for funding for a, a show. Because the, the Arts Council didn't fund comedy, I had applied for funding for a play, a one-man play about a stand-up comedian who tricks the Arts Council into funding his stand-up comedy by pretending that it's a play. 
right now and that was a very funny and interesting hook so like reviewers came off the back of that expecting this like meta piece but really what i did was pretend that i'd uh, tricked the arts council into giving me loads of money and then spent it on this true the tr actual true story and then tied it up at the end weirdly so it's, it's kind of a bit of a fudge like I, I much prefer now i just do an hour of funny and i'm better at it that you know talk of finding your voice I just do an hour of jokes, and every year, like now, all of my shows always just get um, every year three star reviews. Like it's really funny, but why? There's no point. Yeah, and like that's not yeah. what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be funny, so I don't give a shit about reviews. They don't matter, do they? So, here's, here's a question for you, uh, were you Jed. Were you doing the Were you doing the Fringe this year? Uh, yeah, I was going to be in uh, Best of Class this year for uh, the okay. Lads Comedians. Okay, cool. And was it, how long were you going to be? Was it just a? Were you doing like a 15 minute bit, or were you doing a? An hour uh, show I, was gonna, uh, I was going to compare the hour sort of like uh, there was going to be three of us. I was going to compare it for the month. And Rob, you were you were coming up to do a show as well, yeah? Yeah, I was going to do an hour. Um, I'd already had that confirmed. My venue, time of venue, the same one as last year. I was going to do a show, and I was also gonna. I had applied. I hadn't got a venue confirmed, but I'd applied to do an hour of crowd work as well. Um, yeah. So I was just going to do an hour, just pure crowd work. So yeah, I was coming up. Yeah. Now, what was the show you were doing? I, I, did, has that has that changed within the has that changed with coronavirus nah, that kicking man. in and and my show was called allegations right um i'm still gonna my next <laughs> show's gonna be called, yeah my next show is still gonna be called allegations and like the the it, it's i'm calling it that because then when you google the phrase rob mulholland allegations all that shows up is the video right and i think that's really funny <laughs> Right, um, so like that, it still be that, and it still look at you l learning from Savile's mistakes. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> I'm putting my fucking homework on. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah. So basically, I'm just gonna do an hour of stand up again, and like, okay. Uh, but like, I was always gonna do that, and like, that's all I'm gonna do now. I think, like, you know, so, I, I might at some point have a show with a theme or something, but I don't really want to. I just want to do stand up. So I was, I, I had a show idea that I was that was doing, and I had a I had a theme, and I had a whole thing. I was doing a show with Monkey Barrel. And it was, I, I honestly, when this hit, I just went, my entire perspective has changed and I no longer care about what I was going to be, be doing the yeah, show The original about. show was called Fuck the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it, it, so it, it, it's, it's weird. I, I, I wonder whether we, when we come back from this, like, do people just want... You know, you know, there's the way the fringe has changed mm. into that element of like it is. It's not about being funny. You, no, it's about performance I, art. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it was years ago. J Jimmy Carr would. Jimmy Carr would, was uh, uh, Perrier nominated. Okay. Yeah, Gary Delaney uh, for was. a couple of shows. And every now and, and again, someone really funny, like who's just funny, does get nominated. It still it's occasionally like, happens, but it's less but then you frequent. get you, there's that element of like it's just an hour. You know, the the the, the, level, the, uh, the 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 review that Martin Nelson gets every year is it's just good stand up, uh, like club stand up. Like, go, that, why like is that that's a fucking easy. problem. Like yeah. good good club stand up is the best thing in the fucking world. Like, There's a reason people go to see that week in, week yeah. out, and they're not going to see fucking interpretive comedy. Yeah, they don't, like, put some fucking shoes on and write a joke. It's fucking unreal, isn't it? Like, fuck yeah, me. you know, like, and uh, I wonder whether or not when we come back and the fringe is up and running again, that the appetite will be more for just, I, I, when we come out of this, do we all just want to fucking laugh again? Who wants and, a fucking thoughtful retrospective now? We've all had a load of time alone with our thoughts, thinking about how we feel about coronavirus. What, surely, I want are you not right? Dick jokes. Tell me about I, your fucking period, ladies. I want I, gross, 
fucking joke. I, Tell me about all the bum stuff you've been doing while you've been on lockdown. Like, I don't want to well, hear your fucking thoughts. I think coronavirus will be Olympic 2012 all over again. Like, we 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 think that we're going to do loads of jokes about it, but mm. actually, we don't. Like, the audience yeah. don't want it. Because there's only Rob, three are you, jokes. Are you, are, you, are, you writing, are you writing poetry about the virus? <laughs> nah, mate. Like all, my po- all my poetry is getting addressed to your mum. <laughs> <laughs> is that why she's so depressed <laughs> she's been crying in her room a lot <laughs> uh, but like yeah like i, I don't know like, i i, I kind of think audiences are gonna be well all different people all want different things man this is the thing there won't be one answer and that's why it's good that there are so many different comedians for everyone and you know they can we can all coexist now happily um, but you know we don't need a fucking union or whatever. Have you, like, what, have you, are you are you are you involved in that? Like, basically, for, oh, for anyone watching or listening, there is a new industry body called the Live Comedy Society that has been set up that I think is fucking stupid. So I, you should you should uh, I didn't know that you should yeah. uh, you should mention you should mention that more, Rob. I should like, yeah I should bring it up, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah like uh, genuinely, I've had my head in the sand about it. What the fuck is it? Right. Like so basically, it's a, it's a, a new industry body that's sort of like a union almost but it involves like all different branches of the comedy industry so there is like um the original lot was like agents and promoters and comedy clubs and um like bookers and then but then like um the big four at edinburgh and prs and publicists and like all the, right, so basically, and then right, they had this meeting, and then they came to comedians like, right, we've had this meeting. Do you want to be involved now? You can like nominate people to be in our club, and it's like, who asked for your fucking club? Like, right. and like we're like an afterthought in it, and like it, we're meant to join this like union that is full of all the people we need protecting from. It's ridiculous. We can't be in the same union as the people who exploit us. That that isn't how unions work. And like you it's can't like government's have, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you, like it's just comedy is ungovernable. How are they going to stop me taking a gig for cash off a bloke in a pub? Fuck off! You can't do well, it. Well, well, Robbie, obviously you've got to present your comedy card when you take any booking. Yeah, this is it. But that's the sort of <laughs> shit they'll try and do. And my problem with it massively is that the people who most want to do this sort of thing are people who either want to grease their way further into the industry establishment, or they already are the industry establishment, and they're all this Soho theatre fucking clowning bullshit, right? And they all fucking <laughs> like they're all like government subsidies. Like, they want like subsidies and all this to prop up their dying fucking art form and they want to carry on leeching off comedians through the old ways and I want all that shit to go because we don't need it anymore we can go direct to people now we don't need all that industry bullshit PRs are just a shortcut for rich people fuck them like there are so many vultures and snakes in that fucking group because there are loads of them in the comedy industry no 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 Rob 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 Rob, stop this Rob stop this Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> mate, I, I could not give a fuck about any of this shit. I'm not in the comedy industry, mate. I'm not in it. I'm in the me industry. Fuck you. Like, Listen, bollocks Rob, to Rob, You know, you know, you've got my vote. So, you know, just. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. Rick signed me up for the fucking emails. So I get all them. <laughs> Surely someone there must have gone, mm, not that one. But like, the thing is, yeah. it's full of people who I don't know. And like, I've been a professional comedian for like nearly a decade. Isn't that worrying that I don't know most of the people who are involved in this? Like, it's Mate, that I, weird. I, I, I had that experience watching live at the Apollo last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, half the people, but most of the people on it are people. I was like, yeah, okay, you can do a ten on a Sunday. 
There's a lot of that guy in Batman, but those like there's a lot of people who win awards at Edinburgh who you wouldn't trust to do like a weekend gig. You just wouldn't. Like you know, they might win the fucking Perrier, but they can't do a club. And like, look, I I think there are a lot of brilliant like shows made at Edinburgh that are that sort of like thoughtful, inventive thing. And I'm not meaning to shit on that. The only problem with it is it gets prioritised over like the stand up that I love that is just purely funny for no other fucking reason. If you're going to keep doing the award in the way they're doing it, you can't. Don't you think you need a category like you need funniest stand-up. show, just funniest just, show. Like yeah. have your best show still and do it the way you do now, where it's you know whoever got molested in the most moving way wins. <laughs> <laughs> but, what a category! What a category! Yeah. That's what it yeah. is now. That's the main award. But like have Rob, another, and then Rob best Mulholland, newcomer. Holland allegations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know there's best newcomer for which is the best middle class person who's just finished uni <laughs> like, and then you know like have a funniest category but i don't know like i think the, i don't i don't bother with that i don't care anymore i'm, I'm done trying to change well, the industry i'm leaving it we, to rot like i don't care we, we did me and you uh did suggest uh that we were going to try and do our own awards didn't we ah uh, yeah we didn't have enough i, I, I realized afterwards it was going to be too much work but yeah, like, I know, yeah. we were thinking yeah. of an alternative edinburgh awards yeah because like yeah. one that just recognized like really good proper stand-up because there's loads of it there like there's just people who would never get an award who were just great stand-ups like so yeah that's that's upsetting as a an industry we work in like these loads of comedians i know that are better than some of the ones we see on television oh we all know people like like that we're all like why the the fuck hasn't jeff innocent had a live at the apollo yet all of us think that because he because he's old and he looks like a racist right he's not young and pretty and like doesn't have the right haircut and like it's mad and like people are like how is dan nightingale not filling stadiums it's, it's oh, a mate, crazy yeah, world yeah it, it is it is, it is uh and you, scott bennett say, they, why is scott bennett will do arenas i'm sure yeah scott bennett will get there yeah. also bigger, bigger, bennett... big, just just bigger sheds <laughs> <laughs> just gonna do a whole b and q yeah <laughs> <laughs> look at this i tell you what say what if we, if, we, if we take it out of the shed into the greenhouse, we can sell tickets outside as well as inside. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Scott Bennett's one of them ones. If he doesn't make it, I feel it's fair to just give up on comedy. Yeah, as but an he industry. will now because, like, now if yeah. you are like cream does rise now, if you if you are really funny and consistently put out good things onto the internet, you will yeah. be fine. You will make it. You will like make it. You will find your audience. You know who will sustain you. And like he's doing that, he makes great things. People are finding him. He's fine, you know. And that is, that will mean that he sells tickets. And like you know, I know you guys both do stuff like that. Both like we're we're all you know we're all like uh, starting out more on that. But it's, yeah. it's it's how it is, man. Like that's the future, and it's a beautiful future. If we all just like work together, basically, we all build our own platform like this. This is like a comedians all running a gig. This is the same thing. Having a podcast where you have people on and you sort of boost each other up. Like you know, some hopefully some people who've never seen you before will see you two and go, "Oh, I like them. Let's have a look at some of their other stuff." You know, and then. I come on one of your podcasts and then like, oh, some of your fans will be watching this and they'll go, oh, I like this guy, you know, and we all sort of just help each other. Like comedy isn't monogamous. We should share our audiences, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like you can like more than one comedian. I won't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> Although I should be your favourite. If I should be. Right. I should be. Unless they've actually seen you. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're my favourite comedian I've shared a bed with. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'll be honest with you, Jed. I would say the same, but like, I think there's more people I'll offend. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a few comedians going. How uh, daring! I think, I think, yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's not that bad, but like, yeah, there's definitely a few people who want to throw under the bus like that. Like, if you're a comedian who's ever been in my bed, we had a wonderful time, and I'm glad we shared it together. And I hope there's no hard feelings. Well, they better been on the night. Uh, I can't guarantee it, mate. I drank a lot. <laughs> There's at least one comedian where I, I had to uh, tap in chemical assistance because of whiskey dick, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, like, if you're watching, weird that you're still watching my content. They're just looking for a two-hour performance from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, no, like, like, that was not the issue, mate. It was completely... I'd go completely the other way. You know, I'd go completely, like, uh, desensitised by whiskey, man. Like, I think I'd had a bit of cocaine as well. So, you know, we were working in difficult circumstances. <laughs> Luckily, one of my friends had uh, bought me a load of Viagra as a gag gift for my birthday. So uh, I had some knocking around. Like, Viagra's really useful if you're an alky. Right, top tip. Top tip. <laughs> you take anything away from this podcast. I like the fact. I like the fact that. I like the fact that it, you you it, you didn't buy it yourself, so you've genuinely got no idea whether that actually was Viagra. You just took. Hey, if placebo effect worked, it fucking worked. I don't care how. I got the job done. <laughs> Allegations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what, lads? Like, we've done time on this. We should probably wrap this up around now. It's been fucking great. Love chatting to you, oh, both. This has um, been a genuine pleasure, man. Yeah, like, come yeah. back on, both of you, definitely. Like, I was going to um, go for a walk, but I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, fuck that noise, man. You still can. <laughs> like, you still can. Uh, you know, the, the night is still young. I might do that, actually. It's quite sunny outside. <laughs> I think we're going to play a board game with the missus tonight because lockdown Ooh. is fucking kicking off um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly man like i the moment last weekend where i was meant to be watching leeds united get promoted but i was instead watching my girlfriend plant turnips on animal crossing i nearly killed myself <laughs> brutal man like but i'm all right you know that was a joke don't fucking write me emails like you're worried about me right no, uh, just let, honestly i'd just let you die i know you would i want to talk about you like <laughs> mate you, you treat me like my fucking you like my pet cat you'd start eating me after a couple of days Rob, like... <laughs> you're not allowed to kill yourself because i promise you if you do i'm coming to your funeral and reading your poetry <laughs> and that's how you change your room you go oh, well, i'm glad he did it <laughs> mate honestly it's bad it's real bad like... you're gonna have to link me bro you'll have to link me yeah yeah, yeah. like i'll um yeah i'll i'll, I'll, I'll try find it man i'll try find it because it is like <laughs> Fuck me, man. There's a, there's a, there was one. Um, I was, it was called. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like I'm jealous of your lips. No, your teeth. Kiss close to your lips is a line of it. I'm jealous of your teeth. Wow. I'm jealous of your teeth is a line that I wrote and thought was romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a deeply problematic young man, but you know, I've, uh, I've sort of changed. <laughs> just love the idea of your friends approaching you at one point, going, "You coming shoplifting?" You're like, "Oh no, I just got to write this poetry down." Mate, in, it did not go over a, well with a lot of my mates. I'll be honest with you. In, in an alternative universe, you're doing a two-hour poetry podcast with other poets, and, and even fewer like... people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
How 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 many shows has this we've done? Twenty-seven or eight. Oh, Twenty. So essentially, fifty hours at least. Fifty hours of you doing poetry with other poets is is happening in an alternative universe. Oh, Do you know what? Corona's not the worst thing that could happen to <laughs> exactly, us. Exactly, man. So <laughs> yay bullying. The good news, though, in that other universe is you've got our council funding. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming up with fucking bollocks in that universe. <laughs> Jesus. And and, 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 and and Rob is the union leader of the poets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if we had a proper comedians union, I'd be down for it. Like, you know, if we got that going where it was just actually comedians, you know, like fucking too right. But like, I, you get a fucking publicist involved. You can fuck right off. Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> They're absolute vampires. Like, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, like, I've, I've burnt enough bridges in the industry during this podcast, um, and you know online generally so we'll wrap it up now before we go guys tell people where they can find you tell them about yourself so rick um anything you want to plug mate or where they can find you uh yeah so uh i have been editing old footage together from uh, monkey barrel shows uh we stream uh a live monkey barrel show well not like we live stream it uh every uh, on friday Fucking hell, this is like your grandma talking about facebook <laughs> on that you know the book of face <laughs> So I've been editing shows that don't have Rob in. Uh, so if you don't want to see Rob Mulholland, you can tune into Monkey Barrel where you'll never see Rob Mulholland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have, an hour, we have an hour stream going out every every Friday night. Uh, it stays up for a week and then we put a new one out next Friday as well. And then, uh, yeah, I'm putting out content as well. Uh, so if you want to give me a follow on Facebook or YouTube, it's Rick Mulholland. Beautiful. Like, thanks for coming on, mate. It's been loads of fun, and like definitely do it uh, again. And uh, Jed, tell them about yourself, mate. Well, you can see me uh, live at Monkey Barrel when it opens. Uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, uh, uh, do you know what? And and the special as well. You can do the weekend, and you can do an hour special with us as well, man. Uh, yeah. So oh, absolutely so. Oh, beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I've just handed you my spot at Monkey Barrel. Beautiful. Uh, no, I fucking, uh, I fucking no, you killed, can find mate. me online. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me online. I tend to post uh, stuff. I've started a new series where me, uh, me and my little brother learn how to do stuff. We're filming how to build a birdhouse this weekend. It sounds, it's funnier than it sounds, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jed and Breakfast all around uh, on the uh, social medias. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. And again, yeah, we'll have you back on sometime soon. Uh, so, uh, brilliant, yeah, man. For, oh, I, I forgot to mention this at the start, but for anyone who hasn't uh, noticed uh, my Twitter, but has watched this far, that's going to be the Venn diagram of people who don't follow me on Twitter, but have watched this to this <laughs> far. Right, that's, there's got to be, right, very few of you. But anyway, these are now going to be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday because basically the admin involved is fucking heinous in trying to get three comedians onto a Zoom chat at the same time every day. And most days, you know, look, when it's two, it's grand. I went down to one the other day. I also had a zero day where people have just completely <laughs> flayed. So it's just a pain in the ass. It's going to be a lot easier with three. It's going to give me more time to make other videos as well. So there'll be more, there'll actually be more better stuff coming out on this channel. It's just i'm fucking dying here like basically i was really over ambitious with how much stuff i could make at the start of this i was like i can do all that turns out nah i can't because it's just me so uh i'm chilling out a little bit but uh i will be making more of these next week i can't remember who i've got on but they'll be great lineups uh also you've not booked it just tell us you've not booked no i have i have booked half of them like i've got gareth much on one of the days and i've got like, i've got i've got a few of them booked but i can't remember gareth. Okay. Okay. Gareth much. Got gareth i've got much. gareth much right gareth much is on next week so if you like gareth much 
right? And you're watching this. If you're a big Much fan, nothing yeah. against Much, but come on. Yeah, like, I know. Just make a... just just make sure you're not zooming at the same time. He's at fucking Tesco filling the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, right. Much wasn't what the one I was going to lead on. Like neither of you were originally. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, normally I get one, at least one person with a bit of profile to sell the episode on, and then I get other people who are like, who respectfully, you two, have zero fucking profile. <laughs> to be fair, Jed, yeah. you might get me some fans in Hull. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I was on BBC. I've done it was on the BBC. If you like body positivity, you might not want to watch the special. Run. Yeah, that's not again. Your fans are not going to enjoy my comedy. <laughs> fans of Jed's body positivity watching me like, right, fun shame is not that bad. <laughs> oh, but if you do want to watch that special, because you know you can take a fucking joke. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's uh, yeah. There'll be a link popping up in a second, and uh, yeah, that was what I was going to say. Fucking charity thing. It's been going across the bottom all the episodes. So I've not been totally negligible, but uh, negligent. But um, yeah, we're raising money for the Trussell Trust. That's why I'm doing these. Uh, there's a donate link below. If you don't know who they are, they're a food bank charity who provide meals for people who desperately need them. And right now, people need them more than most. So do dig deep, deep, chuck the money right there. It goes direct to them. I don't even see it. That's literally like a link to their website. Just fucking chuck them some cash. So uh, if you've not got any, though, because you're not working, just fucking chill out, right? Because it's always the poor people who feel bad, and it's not you I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, crazy loners with loads of money, right? You, you fucking do it so we don't have to. Uh, and, yeah, uh, please uh, follow me on social media. Is at Rob Mulholland, and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast, please give it a five-star review wherever you are listening to it. And tell a mate, share it around, right? Don't keep it to yourself, you stingy cunt it's for sharing isn't it be nice share it about <laughs> i've done too many of these i'm fucking cracking man like, he's I'm, losing it i really am it. i'm gonna have a couple of days off oh, in fact i'm gonna do a video tomorrow but a different one uh but yeah i'll be back on monday with gareth much <laughs> gareth, Ga- gareth much joining us all next week there's no other fucking cunt hopefully someone else uh, right <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, this has been Living Levita Lockdown. I'm going to leave. See you later. Thanks for us, Ollie. See you later, guys. Bye, guys.